let's continue in understanding what we pray and what we say. So in our in our um, tefillah, in our Shmona um, Esrei and Amida, in our Shema Israel. So let's now continue in our Amida and open up here where we start with our personal requests. So our God is not only the God of our fathers, he is first and foremost our God, our personal God who cares about each of us. He is as concerned about our welfare and everyday needs as he is about our spiritual growth. But the fulfillment of our needs does not come automatically. It's not an entitlement. Hashem wants a relationship with us and he wants us to approach him often. And this is the essence of the following section of personal requests. Knowledge. Your grace, you grace men with knowledge and teach insights to mortals. Grace us from yourself with knowledge, insight, and discernment. You are the source of all blessings, my master, gracious giver of knowledge. And this section, Ashmona Esrei, is called Bakashos, personal request to God. And we offer these petitions to the Almighty before we turn to the communal needs of the Jewish people and their hopes for the future. One obvious question arises about our opening request for knowledge is why don't we pray for health and healing first, since they are needed by so many? Why don't we first pray for financial sustenance? So true, there are later blessings that mention healing and prosperity, but on the surface, we would think that they should be mentioned at the very beginning. So why is our first request for the gift of knowledge, the us? And one major approach to this question is that man is not like any other creation because God breathed his very essence into man. We discussed this earlier. In the Torah passage, he breathed into his nostrils a breath of life, and man thus became a living creature. And Targum Okelos explains that God breathed into man the breath of life, and in doing so, man was endowed with the speaking spirit and a ruach mimeala. And although animals are also called nefesh haya, there are important differences between man and beast. God endowed man with an intellect, a gift of wisdom that's expressed through man's ability to speak and much more. He is able to reason, create, compose, explore, articulate, communicate, and use knowledge. Use our knowledge to develop the world that we, that we were given. Adam Arishon received knowledge without any effort on his part. Hashem favored him with this special gift even though he did not necessarily deserve it. And this is the essence of the term which means that God favors us even though we're undeserving. So when God gave mankind the gift of knowledge, it was not purely for our own needs, but rather for the higher spiritual purposes. The, the blessings of, of da, Da'as, knowledge, is actually a bridge from the previous blessing of Kedushas Hashem. The Kedushah inherent in every Jew is our calling to use our God-given knowledge for a positive and meaningful purpose as a light among the nations. And if we if we've used properly, knowledge can lead to progress and development. Atomic energy, for example, can be used in a positive way to power cities, or it can be used destructively, as with an atomic bomb. So chemotherapy is used to fight cancer, but yet it's a toxic drug that actually kills some of the health, healthy cells along with the malignant ones. In the, in the Garden of Eden, God added man ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. 
And the tree demonstrates that knowledge inherently can be used for both good and bad purposes. The challenge for man who was elevated above all creations is to use, use his knowledge in a positive way to improve the human condition. And with Hashem's help and inspiration, man is able to acquire information that he can interpret, analyze, and apply to this very day. Rabbinic scholars plumb in the death of Talmud, which was written like approximately 1500 years ago, and they discover precedents for issues we face in the 21st century. And scientists explore the inner recesses of the atom and the boundless reaches of outer space, learning applications which then impact our lives. So we're living in what has been called a knowledge explosion, where more people have greater access to learning resources than at any other time in the history of man. So when God appeared to Shlomo Amalek in a dream and asked him, what shall I grant you? Shlomo Amalek asked God for wisdom, not for long life, wealth, or dominion over his enemies. He knew what ultimately is the most important asset needed by a monarch. The Midrash teaches us that he who has acquired knowledge is missing nothing. He who has not acquired knowledge has acquired nothing. And so we see in life that one may be blessed with many things, and some are favored with good health, others with great wealth, so others may attain vast wisdom and knowledge. So sadly, one may lose his health or wealth, but an individual who has knowledge and wisdom has truly acquired an eternal gift because it's part of him. So it says here also, when it says, you graciously endow man with knowledge. So now let's apply what we discussed already to the bracha at hand. You have graced Adam with knowledge. This knowledge was granted as a divine favor. Because Adam was unique in that he was the only mortal fashioned directly by the hands of God. Yitzir kapav shera kadosh baruchu. More than merely a physical creation, he was a spiritual being formed in God's image. The highest level of intelligence and spirituality was bestowed upon him because that was a way that he could come close to God. And through his complete, this complete body of knowledge, Adam could fulfill his potential. And then when we say, teach insight to mortals, Enosh is described by some of the commentaries as an individual at a much lower level than Adam had shown. Enosh was not created like Adam, who was God's actual handiwork. He was born to a woman and lived a normal life cycle. He was not blessed, as was Adam, with knowledge. Enosh has to work at it. And that's why the blessing states, and you teach mortals, Enosh, understanding. So how is Bina, understanding, different from knowledge? So according to Rashi, Bina means understanding one thing from another. To understand, to deduce, to interpret, to analyze that gift of wisdom and knowledge that God gave you. Since understanding is so intensive, it requires that God himself be your malamed, your personal teacher. And when we say, and that was graciously from yourself with knowledge, insight, and discernment, we make this request, of course, as we are many generations distant from Adam Arishon and Enosh. We ask God in everything that we do, right? So just as you gave wisdom, insight, and application to Adam, we too need these gifts. We need to be able to transform the abstract wisdom through the analysis, right, of understanding. And then we could come to the, it was just, you know, derived, hakol, 
the to, to derive from the from the Hebrew word the capacity to apply our knowledge practically to our own lives, behavior, and character. The sechel, the sechel. The rabbis underscore the importance of first asking for knowledge before all our other requests. If there is no understanding, there is no prayer. Meaning that you cannot approach tefillah without understanding. That's why it's so important to study tefillah to increase your understanding as well as personalizing your prayer. That's why this is the first of the bakashos, the first request. And we can only approach prayer if we fully comprehend what it's all about. So by learning about tefillah, which is what we're learning now, we realize that these requests are relevant to growing our relationship with the Holy One, blessed be He. By applying wisdom and insight, we can work towards making ourselves true servants of Karush Baruch Hu. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve Amen.